What's going on, Tunicorns? It's Tiffany Chanel. Welcome back to Tiffany Tune Up and Podcasting, which, you know, I had a really cute show planned for you guys um, with one of my homegirls, Lex. And um, we're having technical difficulties recording. Um, I was supposed to be able to conference her in, and at any point, either she sounded like a Decepticon or I sounded like a Decepticon. And so it wasn't working out, so we're going to have to link up in person. And that's fine, but we couldn't do that today. We didn't schedule to do that today. Um, So we'll just get back to that topic next week. With that being said, I'm going to be flinging it and winging it, but I'm going to make it work (laughs) for y'all because I wasn't prepared. So let's see how good I do under pressure, right? Okay. Um, Hey, y'all, I got a new logo. Uh, The show has a new logo. I love it. I kind of gave creative control. Um, funny because it was just randomly, I was just on Instagram and my home girl, Terry Garnett, who is the uh, co-owner of Terry's Cakes, if you are in the Metro Detroit area, actually Terry Cakes ships. So, um, makes amazing cupcakes. Um, she does weddings. I mean, just really, really, really a biomass baker. And that should be her tagline, biomass baker. Mm-hmm. Um, but she had posted something in her Insta stories about, uh, one of her friends doing like a special on graphic design, uh, for the day and like a 24 hour flash sale. And, um, I was like, well, I am kind of looking for a logo and I had somebody working on a logo for me. Um, so shout out to Nash who was working on one, whom actually I'm working with on my t-shirt designs. And um, I'll give you more information about that once we get the product rolling. Um, but for the podcast logo, um, you know, I I saw some ideas. They were nice, um, but I was trying to kind of put it together. And so I um, saw this Instagram story and it was like a really quick turnaround. It was just like for you know, a basic graphic, and um, I was like, okay, well, let me see what they can create, and I was like, well, you know, can you create me something, and I see it before I go ahead and, you know, pay you for this graphic that I may or may not like, and um, I got this graphic back really quick, quick turnaround, Um, I don't even have, you know, she asked me, you know, what colors I had in mind, what themes and I'm just stuck like usually I'm very specific about what I need or what I want especially when it comes to you know trying to brand something but also branding is new for me so the podcast you know although I've been doing it for a few months now I'm not I don't consider myself a business woman <laughs> like a, or you know this the podcast I it hasn't uh, I guess I as I go along, I'm learning and figuring out what it is I need and how I want to present the podcast. So I was like, well, let me just give it a shot. And she created a really, really nice logo. So if you see the change, um, Tiffany Tune Up logo, I like it a lot. I think it's dope. Um, so shout out to Creamy Nose um, on Instagram. You can find her. It is K R E N E E. K-N-O-W-S, so Creamy Nose, and she does graphic design. And so shout out to you, girl. I like my new logo, and I'll probably more than likely be using you in the future. So there's that. Um, Weekend Rewind, let's back that thing on up. So Friday uh, was one of my co-workers birthday um it's cancer season if y'all didn't know for those of you all who don't know oh cancers 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 crybaby cancers oh and that's a lot coming from an emotional ass virgo i love y'all i do um but I, i've told a few of my cancers along the way i'm not sure what happened but cancers used to be my go-to people for like everything um, just in general, um, I look to cancer. Cancers were like people who could ground me, um, people who could like level me and balance me when I was having imbalanced moments. So when I was feeling away, I could always call uh, cancer. And I had really close people 
in my circle that were cancers. Um, there are still one or uh, one or two remaining. <laughs> um, one by default because we're related. Um, but cancers haven't really been. Uh, I'll say maybe with the exception of one, maybe cancer who cancers haven't really been it that for me anymore. And they used to be like a solid rock for me. And so I don't know, cancers check in with me. What's going on with y'all? Have y'all shifted? Are y'all feeling like maybe there's some self things y'all need to go through or y'all got like a, another mission? Like y'all done with Virgos? Like, I don't know. Let me know. Um, cause y'all used to be my rock people. But anyway, it's cancer season. Uh, that being said, I have a lot of cancer people in my uh, foreseeable, immediate eyesight. Uh, two of my nieces are cancers. My little sister is a cancer. Uh, my friend Bibi is a cancer. My best friend in the whole wide world, although we are not on speaking terms <laughs> right now. Um, and I'll talk about that. That's like an old episode and a half. Um, but that will always be my best friend. Uh, they know it. Everybody knows it. And that's just that. Um, their birthday, their cancer. And so, so many, so many cancers in my um, realm. And so that being said, um, celebrated a co-worker's birthday. And um, we went out to this local bar. You know, certain people or people, uh, you know, sometimes you have your co-workers at your job. And they like to frequent certain bar because everybody knows them the bartenders know them um that type of thing i want y'all to know at some point i'm gonna give me some sound reducing uh things because i turned off my ac for y'all so y'all didn't have to hear all that background noise and i am suffering i am sweating right now and i do not appreciate it so this is probably about to be the shortest episode because i do not have the time uh for all of this um, anyway, so we go out and a couple of us meet. We say happy birthday, woo woo woo. And y'all, it was kind of um, eh, it was it was all right. I, I don't know if people were you know not as relaxed or I don't know. Um, and this bar that we frequent, they don't have a DJ. Um, they have the jukebox thing right, but I don't know if they keep it low so that it will deter people from turning up. However, if I'm spending my money on songs and I can barely hear the song, the point is to listen to music and dance and have a good time, right? Couldn't hear shit. So ask the bartenders to turn it up. They definitely noticeably seem to have an attitude about it. But girl, I don't care. I'm paying my money uh, to be here and I, I'm not paying for songs that I can't hear. Um, and jukeboxes, I don't know if y'all have experienced this, but jukeboxes are advanced now. Like, you can download an app and, and do the songs from your phone. Like, you don't have to shuffle for quarters or dollars anymore. You can link that thing up to your debit card, your PayPal, or whatever. And then you can just basically be a DJ from your phone. And I'm like, wow, technology is really making us lazy as fuck. <laughs> but it's, like, helpful, but it's fucked up, too. So there's that. Um, so we're listening to music, and... Um, at the point where everybody's, you know, a lot of us girls were feeling good. And somebody had said something to me today at work, which I really, really think is hilarious. So one of the guy, of course, co-workers comes up to me and was like, hey, were you there Friday uh, at the bar? And I was like, yeah, you didn't. I literally came over, sat next to you, talked to you. Mind you, this was pre-me drinking. So I don't know if he had already had several drinks, but I had just got there, kind of, so I went to say hello, um, and then I went back over to hang out with the girls, and he was like, y'all remember you speaking to me, I do remember seeing y'all dancing, though, while y'all was on the, you know, on the sidelines dancing with each other, and I was just like, of course you will remember that, y'all, man, y'all are so Y'all are so weird when it comes to that, like, you literally didn't remember me coming literally to you, I, like, gave him contact and everything like touched his shoulder gave him a hug how you doing because he actually was on vacation and had come to the bar um to hang out with us so i hadn't seen him like the whole week um at work because he had been gone so you don't remember me literally touching you and speaking to you but you remember me and a gang of girls dancing you know y'all selective memory men why are y'all like that like i get it i get the um visual of it all but the fact that you remember seeing that but you did not phys remember physical touch 
Oh my God. Men, 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 I have to revisit. I'm, I wonder if I could watch it on Netflix. What is it? Um, Darn, with the Charlie Sheen. Y'all know the name of the dog on show. I just remember the theme song, so I'm not about to play. Two and a half men. Ha ha. Ha ha. I remember. Um, yeah, that's my show. Let me get back into that. That show is fucking hilarious. Um, so, yeah, that happened. We had a decent time. Uh, it wasn't as fun as the last time, though. Like, her birthday last year was kind of lit. This year was just like, yeah, man. So, um, everybody left, went their separate ways, blah, 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 blah. Saturday came. So, Saturday was interesting for me. Um, so, another co-worker, his daughter graduated from high school. So, he had a bonfire kind of backyard situation. And that particular co-worker happens to be European, Caucasian. Um, and so... It's important that I mention that because I'm going to tell you why. And and um, <laughs> the difference between when when uh, black people have cookouts or graduation celebrations and white people have cookouts, um, interesting. So um, here's the differences that I noticed. In this particular instance, not saying that white people don't barbecue because I, I know they do, but they decided they didn't want no stress. They even decided they didn't want people in their damn house. They ordered porter potties so you people could not come in. And I am not mad. I have never thought of that. If I ever get a house and I have a nice backyard and I can have parties, you niggas is going to porter potties. Nobody's coming in my house because niggas will break your toilet handle and walk out like that shit didn't happen. Instead of telling you like, yo, I fucked up. You need to call a plumber. Um, you're not going to be able to flush your toilet. You won't even know till everybody go home and you try to go take a pee and whatever else the fuck you got to do. And now your toilet handle's broken and now you fucking looking stupid. So, yeah, that was a great idea to me. I thought that was dope. Also, they got it catered from Chicken Shack. They were like, fuck all that. We, we want to drink and have a good time. We're not um, going to bother ourselves with the barbecue of it all. Sure. I thought that was also dope, too. Um, there was no DJ. There were two big ass speakers and the daughter was kind of DJing. Um, but she was kind of all over the place. So, um, I think her dad, he, he's eclectic in his taste in music. Um, I have been sitting across from him and some, his daughter puts him on to like, oh my goodness. I talk about him on social media a lot, but I don't think I've talked about him on a podcast the first day I realized that his daughter be putting him on the music was one day when I was sitting across from him and all of a sudden I started hearing Sada Baby and I was really confused as to where it was coming from and I kept looking around like who the fuck is playing Sada Baby and it was this man mind you he's a middle-aged Caucasian man like I was very confused and I was like is that your phone and he was like oh yeah this is my song I'm like fuck <laughs> I'm cracking up because he's like bobbing his head to Sada Baby. Furthermore, somebody also put him on to um, the Bad Girl Hustle, and I don't know if that's just a Detroit thing or a Midwest thing, but the, it's a song and the hustle to it, because you know Detroit, we make a hustle to anything, um, or ballroom to anything. And it's a song that we have a hustle to called the Bad Girl Hustle. Well, the only stipulation to listening to that song is actually being somewhere where you can do the bad girl hustle you don't just sit at your desk and listen to the bad girl hustle mainly because it's a hustle song like literally the only reason you listen to that song is because you're about to do the hustle nope he'll listen to it just on a random ass day just as a random ass song and every time i'm sitting there like moving my little feet but knowing like nobody wants to do the bad girl hustle at fucking six o'clock in the morning turn that shit off um, <laughs> weird as fuck, but that being said, the DJing was a little helter-skelter, um, I think they should have just had a, a playlist, a Spotify playlist, like, if you're gonna go with the non-DJ, um, route, and that's fine, but there's too much technology out here for you to be skipping songs and shit, just put it on a random-ass playlist, let whatever play play, and just, and then we all can have a good time, it was super random, but that's okay, 
Also, I noticed they had graduation cake. They bought two different ones, a chocolate one and a white one and a uh, well, yellow one. And when we got there, the cake had already been cut into and we weren't late late at all. Like We were maybe an hour or so late or maybe two hours, but it was like an all night thing. He was like, oh, just come whenever. Um, and black celebrations, we got a ding, 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 ding on the glass. Can I have your attention? Um, bring up the graduates let's have a speech like we got to do all this big ass fanfare we gotta uh present the gifts and shit and like open every card they don't give a fuck about none of that none of that none of that and i would imagine it goes the same for um baby showers i'm sure they're pretty similar and why our funerals are so long and theirs are not. Like, you don't have to order, open every fucking card, every well wish, every gift. Like, I low-key, high-key appreciated that there was no big-ass fanfare and a speech and, you know, all this shit. It was just like, look, my baby graduating, come over, drop some money, y'all can eat all y'all want, drink all y'all want, and um, we'll have a bonfire and y'all can get the fuck on when y'all ready. Perfect. I, I just think... I'm going to adopt some of those things. It doesn't have to be a big ass to do. Um, But I also think it has to do with us just really, really being very, very proud um, as a a culture when one of our babies graduates. And so it's a huge thing. It's a huge accomplishment. And so we have to really just go all out the same way we do for prom, big ass send off. Like, I get it. Um, but I, I can say this, I did appreciate not having to sit there through no boring ass speeches and none of that shit. It, it worked for me and I'm sure everybody else there appreciated it as well. So that was Saturday kind of midday. And then that night I had every intention on going to see the one, the only, the one they called the vocal Bible, Brandy Norwood, a.k.a. Ray J's sister. Let me tell y'all how that didn't go down. Um, and we're going to get into it. I'm, I'm going to tell you guys the horribleness or about the horribleness that was River Days 2019. Um... Actually, I have a very funny story about my love for Brandy and why it's important that I go see her every time she's in the city, especially if it's for cheap or for free. And River Days is like $5 every year. Um, But they have like really big names. So I've been for the past two or three years and they've had acts such as SWV. Um, they've had Chaka Khan there before. They've had um, Avant was there. Um, so they had really great names and people who resonate with the culture for $5. And so I think that's really dope. Um, so this year they had Brandy, uh, Carl Thomas, Faith Evans. But I never made it to see Carl and Faith based on the whackness that was the night that Brandy performed. So... Funny story about Brandy, when I was in high school, and if I haven't told y'all before, let me be very clear about how much I hate math. Math is the enemy of mine. If it doesn't have anything to do with counting money, I don't want no parts. Um, I've not used any algebra, I don't think, to date. Um, I just need to know how to count money and balance checkbooks I, and, and know what's going on in my bank account. I don't. The rest of this shit y'all tried to teach us, while well, y'all should have been teaching us financial planning and um, mortgages and that type of shit, none of that served us shit. Now look at all of us looking fucking stupid. Um, I'm cussing a lot this episode, but I don't care. Y'all, I'm, I'm free. And I don't even have no um, libations around, so this is just me off the cuff. I did have a nap, so that could be contributing to my spunk. Anywho, so when I was in high school, um, my ninth grade year, I remember failing algebra, I believe it was algebra, uh, or geometry, one of those. And um, I remember my dad saying, like, you know, if you fail, you're going to summer school. I'm like, okay, yeah, whatever. And I just didn't try. Like, I just given up. Didn't try. Didn't care. Because um, math is just a huge, like... 
huh, it's a huge block for me. Like to the point where I even have this recurring dream about high school in which um, it's always my senior year. Everybody else is sure they're graduating. I'm the only one who doesn't know if I'm graduating or not because there's a math class that I've been avoiding all four years. And I'm still avoiding the class in the dream. And therefore, I'm trying to like get by and hope nobody notices and graduate. But I never I'm never finishing the dream like the dream is never finished. And I think that's hilarious. That's how much I uh, can't stand math. So fail, fail algebra in the ninth grade. And that particular summer, I don't know if y'all remember y'all 80s babies. Um, at one point, Coca-Cola had this huge promotion going on. And it was called Itik Yiddick. And the commercial would be like Itik Yiddick. And the acronym stand for if you don't know, you don't go. And so all you had to do was like get a bottle of Coke, like sign up for, you know, whatever this promotion that was going on. And you could win tickets to things and prizes for things and money and whatever. Well, needless to say, I wound up winning tickets to see Brandy. Two tickets to see Brandy that same summer that I had failed meth. And when I won these tickets, mind you, Brandy had just came out. So I'm like 14 years old. Um, Brandy resonates with me for so many reasons, but mainly because... Her voice register was like the same as mine. She's like a, I'm not going to say she's not a soprano, but at that time I, we could hit the same notes. She was like this dark skinned girl with braids. And I was like, oh, somebody who looks like me and can sing. And her songs are relatable. And I just really loved her. And it was like one of the first times I had seen, um, you know, from my era, a dark skinned girl who could sing, who had braids, like she was from around the way. And I was just like, okay, I, I, this is great. Um, and so I won these tickets. I was ecstatic. My dad knew how much I loved Brandy, like begged him for her CD. And I didn't have a CD player, but my mom had one, but she never listened to it. She was so mad because my dad bought her the CD player for Christmas. But I'm like, okay, you can go ahead and run that because you never use it. And I just played that CD out. Brandy's first CD, her self-titled, right? My dad knows all of this. He knew all of this. Well, I tell him about these tickets and that I need to go pick them up because they were at the box office at the Fox. Do y'all know? This man told me, this man, my father, that I could not go see Brandy. I was not allowed since I failed math. And I was like, listen, 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 Linda, Linda, Linda. Linda, listen, I know, I know, I know, I know. And any other, other circumstances, I would, I would totally get behind your parenting efforts. But you know, especially me being a young artist going to a performing arts high school, like, you know, music is my thing. You know, music is my background. You know, this is what I'm trying to do with my life. And the fact that you are sitting here telling me I can't go see Brandy for the free ball I feel like you're missing a parent in one-on-one right now. I feel like you're trying to do something that ain't going to work out good for neither one of us. And he stuck firm to that. My mama had the nerve to be like, oh, I'll still take you to go get the tickets. Me and your sister will go. I'm like, over my dead-ass body. She was like, well, I'll just go get them. I was like, I actually, you can't get the tickets unless I'm there because they're in my name. Child, she was not having it but she had to let it go because it was nothing she could do but whatever to try to convince me to go with her to get the tickets and you were you would have had to drag me tooth and nail to take you to go get some t- or go with you to take me to get some tickets to go see brandy and i can't go absolutely not not only did i not get to see brandy But my dad decided he thought it would be fun to attend summer school with me in the hood. Um, Because, you know, when you go to summer school, if your school doesn't offer summer school, you're going to the closest one to you. And boy, I went to summer school at Osborne, which was a neighborhood high school because I'm from the east side. The closest high school to me was Persian, but they didn't offer 
um, they didn't offer summer school. Osborne did. And so I'm sitting in summer school and some of my peeps were there, people that I knew from middle school or whatever. And this man accompanied me to class every day until the final was done. I was so embarrassed. He took every test, every quiz. He took notes. I was livid. But I got a B. <laughs> I wound up getting a B. He wound up getting an A, which really pissed me off. Um, but he couldn't say nothing because I passed. So needless to say, I never failed math again. I still hated it, but never failed it because that, whoo, that was a drop in the bucket for your girl, y'all. So that's my antidote about uh, Brandy. Um and I'll get into River Days in a minute, but let me finish the weekend rewind and just move on to um so I never got to see her. Let me let me back up. I never got to see her because when we got to River Days, um River Days was a mess. River Days was a mess. Let me just let me just tell y'all. Okay, I'll tell y'all. River Days was a mess. Um they have moved it down the riverfront this year. I don't know whose idea was that. Um, they had different sponsors this year. Um, the first couple times I went to River Days, the sponsors were, some of them were the same, but some of them were other people. And um, I was super, super disappointed because, uh, let me see some of these sponsors this year. Kroger, Pepsi, uh, Flagstar Bank, Delta Dental, Soaring Eagle, Marriott, Tito's. No wonder. It should have been Hennessy. Y'all know how I feel about Hennessy. And some local radio stations or not. The list goes on. Y'all should be ashamed for letting this mess happen. It was a whole mess. A whole mess. Um, so they moved it down to what I would like to call the barren land of the the riverfront. The, a part of the riverfront that I didn't even know existed. Um, very, very close down to Fort Street behind the post office they've never had river days there um so this was new um when i got in there i was directed so many different ways to where the main stage was by the time i was even maybe going in the right direction she was halfway through her set and i was just over it um and didn't want to go anymore like i was over it as much as i love her i had just i saw her i want to say a year ago um, but it wasn't for $5. And anytime I can see her again, I will see her when she comes in the city because it's Brandy. Um, but I was just frustrated with the way the uh, unorganized um, tone of the whole thing. They had a um, world's largest food truck rally, which would have been dope, except for they had really nothing else. The past few years, River Days went on. They had Carnival Rides and Ferris Wheels and all types of food and all types of things for the kids to do games and stuff. But because they moved it down, there wasn't a lot of greenery. It was like a bunch of rubble and, and pebbles. And I was like, what in the hell? I'm going to be f fair and say, I know. <laughs> Let's not act like gentrification is not a real thing. I feel like there are people who voted, who pushed who made sure that the River Walk uh, Conservatory pushed that thing way down because the River Days uh, Festival usually draws more of an urban crowd. It's a big crowd. I just felt bad for the kids because people who brought their kids expecting to have like a bunch of uh, multitude of options of things to do, literally all you could do was eat and listen to music and go home, which is dope, I guess, for an adult. But it, the atmosphere was just, it was raggedy. It was poorly done, and whoever had a hand in it ought be ashamed. Like, it was, it was bad. It was bad. Um, and shout out to my uh, girl, Carmen, who made a post about it herself. And when I saw that, I couldn't sum up River Days for myself, but she did a really good job of summing up how trash it was. And so hopefully they take note and enough people complain about it for them to change it back next year or I won't be going and I hope a whole lot of us don't go um, to send a message that that's trash and we won't accept that. Having these uh, stellar performers and these people come to our city only to show them the part of the riverfront that you showed them, I was embarrassed and um, that's not Detroit. So that was that.
So because I couldn't make it to Brandy, I was with one of my work wives. We decided, you know what? We need drinks now because we're over it. <laughs> and we, now we want to go. We want to go. Um, we're done. We didn't get to see her. And it's a wrap. So let's go now. Um, we wound up going to one of our sp- favorite spots that we usually only normally go to during the week. And we might keep it that way because the service wasn't all that this time. We went to Cutter's. And I go there so much <laughs> that the waitresses or the bartenders know me. And so usually I'm used to getting stellar service. But it's one of those bar bars kind of like cheers. You know, sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. And you go to bars like that um, because you know people. And, and you know, for the most part, if you're a genuine person or a decent person and you come a lot, they take care of you, you tip them and, you know, they start to know you. Um and so I'm used to getting a little better service than I did Saturday. So I was a little disappointed, but the food did slap per usual. And um, we had some deep conversation with the work wife and it was all good. Um, so Sunday came along and I'm drawing a blank. Did I do anything? What did I do Sunday? Oh, yeah. So I uh, linked up with my siblings to do operation clean our parents house um one thing i don't think my parents understand is that one day when they transition from this earth we're going to have to deal with their mess we are the ones who are going to have to um go through all their things including their mail including whatever um and make sure affairs are in order and well that's not gonna be easy um based on all the things that my parents have and it's funny because usually in relationships like one person is a hoarder and one person is a neat freak no 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 both of my parents are hoarders (laughs) both of them and it's funny because all of their things are neatly stacked and piled and all that but they want to hold on to nostalgia that's not necessarily nostalgia like really old books that like with dated information like my mom's a teacher um she has like old math books and science books that the information is dated. Like some things are tried and true, like how many bones we have, you know, the skeleton and da, 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 da. But some things, information is dated. Medical information is dated. Throw them doggone books away or donate them somewhere or whatever. Nope. She will not. She refuses. She wants to keep these books and my dad the same a bunch of mail a bunch of pamphlets a bunch of stuff and it's really really hard to um condense things when everything you touch is don't touch that don't we need that don't touch that listen y'all remember that show i want to say it was on tlc if not oh well but it was a clean house with Nishi Nash. And she'll come on and be like, who wants a clean house? That was my show. And me and my little sister used to be addicted to clean house because these people's houses were crazy. They weren't crazy. Like, some of them were just really, really, really bad. They had to really call in a big guns. But most of the situations were people were hoarders or just holding on to stuff. And what they would do was promise these people if they got rid of stuff that they didn't need, if they took care of certain things, they would kind of compromise with them sometimes. But for the most part, if they got rid of the majority of their clutter that was taking up whatever space. Um, so let's say you they were having a baby or a baby was on the way. Now, OK, we really need a nursery, but this room is full of our college crap or it's full of old memories and we can't let, let it go. So Clean House would say if, you know, they would take their things they would salvage things and that could be sold. They would have a yard sale with them, which I thought was dope. Um, they would take the money from the yard sale plus add to, you know, whatever, match whatever they made. Um, and then they would take the room or the rooms that they said that they needed the most redecorating or attention. And then they would do those rooms. And I'm like, oh, I wish Niecy Nash was still in that business. Because, baby, there were a few times where I thought about writing Clean House um, and, t- and snitching on my parents. So um, that was Sunday. And I don't know if we got much of anything accomplished. Um, I think it's going to take for my dad to come home. Um, 
with currently in physical rehab and really walk us through what we can touch, what we can't touch. Because according to my mama, don't touch nothing because my daddy is going to have a whole fit. So we'll just wait till he comes home and then we'll see what he really going to have a fit about and what he not going to have a fit about. And then we'll move on from there. So that was my weekend and it was all good. So speaking of Sunday night, since I happen to be at the Parentals, um, the BET Awards, did you guys watch? Um, I'm probably not the best person to comment as I did not watch the entire thing. And my highlights are going to be very biased, which, you know, most people who report the news <laughs> views are biased. Um, I didn't catch the whole show. I caught certain moments. Um, Megan Thee Stallion's performance on the red carpet. Oh, I just love her. I really don't have nothing to say about her other than the fact that I love her. Um, so her performance on the red carpet was fun. Um, the actual show, Regina Hall as the host. Here's the thing. She really used her DC roots or she made her hosting around her being from DC. And that's cool if you're from DC, but if you're not, it's like, okay, girl. Like, you know, because you can't really relate um, to what she's talking about if you weren't from there. Um, but you got it. You understood it. But you really couldn't quite relate. Um, some of it was funny. Some of it was like, eh. Um, I like her in general. So, eh, we rolled with it. Um, Tyler Perry gave a riveting speech Y'all always trying to talk about that man and talk about the Medea in him and how when he gets passionate, he sounds like Medea. Probably, because um, when you do character development or for people who are not into the performing arts, and you embody a character, especially one that you have to imitate often, it's really hard not to fall back into that character. It's really, really hard not to lean on that character. And then there's something else I thought about Um with Medea, y'all see Medea as you know drag or him being in drag. I think if you really listen to Tyler Perry or watch him speak, I think he's a, was a shy guy. I think um, he uses Medea as an outlet to say the things that he may not otherwise say. I think Medea gives him strength in certain areas, and so she might slip out every now and then when he's saying things that he's impassioned about, things that matter to him. Um, I think Medea is, um, has been a way for him to spread awareness about things and, and empower himself um, to empower women. He, he went on a speech about his mom and, you know, telling, saying that he created Medea really in part to uplift women and let them know um how special they are regardless as to how they feel or how they're being treated and I thought that was dope and the other part about his speech that I enjoyed was him saying you know we have been complaining for years especially the last few years all the Oscars are so white and he was like yeah maybe but why y'all complaining about the white Oscars I was building Tyler Perry Studios and so I've given many people opportunities when when Hollywood would not give them opportunity or give them much opportunity. And Tyler Perry has done a lot for the community. And let's just be real about it. Whether you think Medea is funny or not, um, Medea has fed a lot of people and given a lot of families uh, stability and a chance and given some people big breaks. And um, you can't be mad at that at all. So I thought his speech was dope. Um, and... Um, Lizzo. So here's the thing. I have a I have a confession about Lizzo. When Lizzo first came out, and if you don't know who Lizzo is, just Google Lizzo BET Award 2019, and then you'll want to know who she is. Lizzo is actually from Detroit. She was born in Detroit. Um, wasn't raised here, but she always makes sure she lets people know that's where she was born. And I appreciate her for that because, you know, you can be raised wherever, but if you got that Detroit grit in you, just is what it is. Um, 
So Lizzo, when she first came out, I have a group chat that I'm in, and my friend, uh, Kina, she kept sending her song, Truth Hurts, like every day talking about, this is our theme song, bitches, like this is our song, it's our song. And every day I would skip over it, skip over it, skip over it. And then finally one day I listened to it and I was like, okay, I get it. The lyrics are dope. She's like, I just took a DNA test and turns out I'm 100% that bitch. Like, yes, it's a self-empowering song. It's a song letting women know that we are the shit and we ought not think anything less than that. Um, Thought it was dope. Um, But... I've seen clips of Lizzo perform. Now, I don't know what it was about this BET performance because she does this in a lot of her shows because of, apparently she can play the flute. So she brings out an electric flute at a lot of her shows and plays it. But it seems like the BET award, she was just really, 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 really like making a whole point. Like, I am here. I am a big girl. You will not shut me up. Like, you will not dim my light because I'm a big girl I'm going to wear this onesie and I'm going to twerk and not only am I going to twerk I'm going to do it while playing the fucking flute listen Lizzo that performance although I've seen her again perform a few times just something about her performing on the BET Awards her energy was up her stamina was up um I love the song Truth Hurts it's it's really an anthem a self-empowerment anthem, but I mean, how could you not like somebody that twerks and plays the flute like effortlessly though? Like, shout out to you, girl. Um, I left, I think, shortly after that. Um, and I watched some more clips online. Obviously, pretty much everybody agrees that apparently Method Man is still fine as hell. Um, I'm not mad. Met the man, you look great. Um, you are aging like fine wine. And um, I just like you more because he acknowledged his wife, but then went on to say um, that he has a, um, a fiction for big girls. And I'm not mad, but to me, not in a creepy, you know, I am a fetish. Like, it's like, yo, I like y'all. Y'all dope. Um, love y'all. And I was like, oh, see, every time I want to lose weight, what if I'm going to miss out on my method man? Like, I just got to hold out. I have to hold out a little longer, I think, before I just go nuts with it. Um, That being said, um, that really is my recap. Some of them red carpet looks, I don't have the time to digest them because no, girl. Um, But in general, I would say the BET Awards weren't that bad this year. I know there was a, um, a tribute to Nip. Uh, I heard that his mom was doing some weird shit. Um, I have to go back and watch. I don't know what she was doing. Um, but any tribute to him, I mean, RIP Nip, you know what I'm saying? Um, it's still hard. It's still hard to watch and it's still hard to, like, believe, um, that he's gone. And, um, while I'm on it, you know, uh, this is anniversary of, uh, late great Michael Jackson passing, What's your favorite Michael Jackson song? I have so many. I couldn't even begin to tell you how many I have. And I also watched the Jackson 5 movie a million trillion times. And this was when Blockbuster was still a thing. Um, And so I used to make my dad rent it like every weekend. And I would sit there and watch it like I never saw it before. Um, Mainly because one Jason Weaver could just sing his ass off. And um, I just thought that was amazing. Um, And how he played Little Michael, he really played that role. Like, that man played that role. And so, (laughs) um, but one of my favorite, I would say in my top five, I'm not going to give all five, but one of my top five is Human Nature. I don't know. It's just like when that beat come in, it's like really soothing. I don't know. I love Human Nature. It's such a good song. Um, and I could just go on and on because Mike got some bops, but that's one of my faves. So do let me know what your favorite Michael Jackson song is. Um, Tiffany Tune-Up, T-I-F-F-A-N-Y, uh, T-U-N-E-U-P uh, at gmail.com. And let me know your thoughts on that. And let me know your thoughts on the BET show. What was your favorite moments, your least favorite moments, your favorite outfits, least favorite outfits. Um, let me know. Um, because I, I missed a lot. <laughs> I missed a lot of it. And, um, there's that. Um, 
So now it's time for Tiffany's Two Cents, I believe. Pretty sure I missed some stuff, y'all, but I could save it for next week because I love to find stuff to talk about um, with my tuna corns. And I, even if I miss something, I can always go back, right? Y'all, y'all let me do that? Thanks, guys. Uh, um, so Tiffany's Two Cents. Um, yeah. So I was reading in the news. <laughs> that actually a guy from Michigan, he happens to be from Michigan, um, is going through a divorce with his wife and he hit the lottery for, I want to say the tune of 80 million, but after taxes and all that, and look at me, I clicked out of the link like a dork, so I'm going to try to just remember these facts. <laughs> um... Um, after taxes and everything, it was a little bit under forty million. So, all in all, it wound up being like thirty million at like at the end of it all. And he had already filed for divorce from his wife. They had been married since two thousand four. Filed for divorce in two thousand eleven, and they have three children, I believe. And while they were going through divorce and while they were separated, he hit the lottery for that amount. And it ruled, the judge ruled that he had to uh, share half of that with the soon-to-be ex-wife. Um, their divorce just went through last year, 2018. And even though it has been ruled, I don't think she was awarded the money yet. Because um, according to his representation, he can um, fight that and try to see what his options are and as far as her getting half down the middle and y'all this is a tough one for me and I you know I hope my ladies not gonna be too mad at me about my response but we don't know the ins and outs of that marriage right and for better or for worse we don't know if they had a prenup or what was going on get all that but if they were already in the process of divorce and maybe I'll be singing a different tune if it was me and we were still legally married, although we had filed for a divorce. I don't know if she should get half. I don't know. Especially if we're splitting everything else, like down the middle. Or like, let's say she got the house and the cars and whatever. Like, does, does she get half? Like, 15 milli, though? Like, I don't know. I don't know if that's the fair thing. Again, it really just depends on what they split or what else they split um, in the divorce. I would need to know those details to, like, really make a conscious thought about her getting half. But Michigan says <laughs> that she is entitled to half. And that's that. And I'm not trying to hate on the girl's money. Like, if she can get half and they're going to give it to her and he lose or whatever, then girl, get your money, I guess. But I don't know. if it was, Especially if it was the other way around, baby. I'm already leaving you. And it depends on who filed. I don't know if it was a mutual filing. But, like, if you filed from divorce for me and I did everything to make it work and I tried and, you know, I thought I made a valiant effort and you want to leave me and you hit the lottery, you're going to pay me for my pain and suffering. <laughs> yep, I'm taking half. Petty, I know. Oh, that's so petty, but I don't care. But if I filed from you, um, you know, and maybe I didn't have a maybe I really do nothing. Maybe I'm just like, I gotta go. Maybe it's me. Whatever, whatever. Then I don't know if I felt I would feel like I deserved half in that. Um, if it was mutual, still, I don't know. I guess maybe if it was mutual and it was amicable and you and you hit for the lottery, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Y'all got to tell me what y'all think about this one, too. Like, do y'all feel like it should have been 50-50? Do y'all feel like she should get nothing? Like, what do y'all feel like? I do feel like because they have kids and they are separating, pending if he has 50-50 um, custody or not, um, that plays a role in it too, but let's just assume the kids are going with the mother because that's usually the case. I don't think she should get something. I don't think she shouldn't get anything. Half, whoo, I don't know, y'all. That's that's a tough one. He probably like, God, hey, he probably don't know what to do with himself, and that's crazy to me, but of course, y'all let me know y'all thoughts. Um, I would love to know y'all thoughts. Matter of fact, I'll probably take to Facebook and ask, and then I will tell y'all some of the responses that I got. 
Um, and since we're on the vein of marriage, love and marriage go together like a horse and carriage. That used to be my show too. I know I ain't had no business watching Married with Children. That was for adults as hell. But I watched it. <laughs> like I'm sure most of us did. And the more older I get, oh, the more and more I'm starting to understand Al Bundy. I'm trying to tell y'all. This man, oh man, why he always had that look on his face, why he was always slouched on the couch, why he always was like, pegged, please. Like he was always irritated with his kids. Like that shit was so funny to me. And I would be like, why is he always so mad? But I get it. I really do get it now. I get it because this life is something else. And uh, Al got it. He got it. I didn't. I was too young to understand. But I get it now, Al. <laughs> I do. Um, so that being said, um, I was talking to one of my homegirls. And I didn't ask her if she wanted to remain anonymous or not. Um, but because it's a situation that sits close home to her, I won't put her name in it. Um, but... We were talking about marriage and talking about vows and talking about when you have a spouse. Because we we discussed this a little bit with um, the B. Smith situation like a while ago, a few episodes ago, where B. Smith is now terminally ill. Her husband is not. And he's like moved on with another woman and he has another life, but he's still like her caretaker and how hard that is and all the things that come along with being somebody's caretaker when that was not how y'all life was initially, when this person literally was like the picture of health um, all their life. And then all of a sudden they develop this disease or they develop this um, ailment, you know, that stops them from basically being the person you you married. But that with, with that being said, my friend's question was, when it comes to things like that, or things of severity, like a, a terminal illness, or your spouse suddenly falls ill, or even if it wasn't suddenly, gradually, right? And y'all took these vows, and everybody loves to say, for better or worse, rich or poor, um, you know, sickness and health, but I don't think niggas really mean it. I think niggas be saying it because it's in the script. <laughs> and when it really comes down to that, for better or worse, sickness and health, that is a serious, serious ass statement. That's something um, I think people just say because they just, they see you in the now and they don't foresee anything um, of that nature happening, especially again, if y'all got married and, and y'all were, you know, I don't say the picture of health, but there were no um, immediate health concerns, right? So you think you're just going to live this life where y'all going to grow together and skip through the tulips and graduate, I mean, uh, travel together and all these things. And then one of you develops um, an illness, which causes the other partner to have to really shift their life, change their life, um, the the life that they knew with you. And it's turning it turns into them really caring for you but what about in a situation where the person who becomes ill was not contributing or wasn't really that great of a spouse during that marriage um as far as she likened it to this it's just like when you go to a bank and you open up an account with this bank your name's on the account you get a debit card all that you don't deposit money in or you deposit very little in, but you're withdrawing, withdrawing, withdrawing. So now you got overdraft fees. Now you're creating all these problems for yourself. Now your credit is bad. So she kind of likened it to that in which let's say you are in a marriage and your spouse gets sick. And this particular spouse wasn't really a great partner to you, really didn't see after you, take care of you, wasn't really there for your marriage. Like y'all really weren't in sync. Y'all really, you know, didn't have the type of tight relationship that you maybe, you know, worked on. Maybe you prayed for it. Maybe you called yourself talking to them about it, but they never really made a change and they never watered the grass of y'all marriage per se. Um, or as my friend said, the tree never really bore the fruit. And so now this person needs you. Like literally sometimes to be their eyes and ears, sometimes to feed them. Like it depends on what the ailment is, obviously. But are you an asshole or are you like a terrible person for not wanting to 
be that to that person when they weren't there for you when you needed them the most and no it may not have been in a physical ailment way it may not have been in a, a caretaker way but emotions are important too um, feelings are important as well. Um, nurturing a marriage is important as well. And I'm going to say this, and I'm not a married woman, nor have I been. It's almost, it's it's almost like when you're in a relationship, like you're mad at your boo, but you're not going to deny them food or cooking for them or you know sex or whatever it is that you could withhold. But the sex ain't as good. Well, that's not true because angry sex sometimes. Okay, y'all know what I'm saying. But you know what I'm saying. When you in love and when y'all happy and things are on the up and up and up, shit is just different. Shit just feels different. Shit just feels better. As opposed to when y'all not on a good plane, you may not stop doing the things that you generally do. Um, for example, <laughs> I was in a relationship. Uh, I live with this person. And... In the morning, well, if we would be mad at each other, I hated going to be a man. I try not to go to be a man, but if we did, the next day, he would get up, make the coffee in the breakfast or whatever. Sometimes the coffee and we would go our separate ways or whatever for the day, go to work, whatever. Um, but he would not, not make my coffee or not make my plate because he was mad. Now, he didn't make it with at, um, as much fever as he did. <laughs> when we weren't mad at each other, but he did not do it. You know what I'm saying? Um, so then her question was, are the vows enough? Are the vows enough? Um, and are you a terrible person if you feeling like, well, damn, you know, all this whole time I wanted you to to be present in our relationship. You didn't. Um, you weren't really there. You weren't really um, the person I needed you to be. And now... Here we are, especially when it starts getting in the older age, because I, I know a few. Um, and now you need this person to really li literally take care of you, literally be your caretaker, um, especially in a situation where you can't afford one or maybe the insurance doesn't cover one. Um, is this person a bad person for wanting to move on or for not wanting to be that to, to you or to that person? Because that person did not really nurture the relationship like they felt like it should have been. Um, there are so many ways a person could feel about this scenario. Um, one could be if you knew the relationship was not getting fed in the way or you weren't getting fed in a relationship like you felt like you should have, you should have been dipped way before a motherfucker had a chance to get any type of ailment, illness on your ass in y'all late 60s, 70s or whatever, or however old y'all are when things happen, because that's not always the case. Um, that's why it's important to me to pay attention. It's important um, to not ignore feelings or not ignore um, the red flags. If you're in a situation and you know shit ain't turning around after a few years, it don't take all day to recognize sunshine. If you know shit ain't happy, it ain't happy and it's more than likely not going to be happy and you're just trying to make something out of nothing, get the fuck on. Like, leave. Like, don't put yourself in a situation where now you are resentful or you're questioning whether or not you want to care for this person in a full-time way or be there for this person or whatever. Um, because now you're starting to, the memories are starting to flood. They're coming back like, oh, dang, my whole life about to change. And my whole life is about to be centered around taking care of you when all I wanted when we were in good health or when you were in good standing was for you to do that for me or for us, for us to mutually do that for each other. So I'm going to say this, it's never easy to take care of a spouse um, in a situation or, or someone, even if it's a kid or whatever, uh, a spouse in a situation where y'all are together, married, whatever, and they didn't give you the type of affection, love, support that you needed throughout the relationship. And now they need you to full on be there and take care of them in a way that you never had to. It's much easier to do it in spirit if the relationship was right and good and healthy than it is when a motherfucker didn't do right. And that, and I don't know, that's just my thoughts on it. Um, but I, I, I don't know. Are the vows enough? That's a good question. Um, I would love to hear y'all opinion on it. Um, y'all, I'm going to go to bed because I got to be up early in the morning. But hit me up. I love y'all. Tiffany Tune Up. T-I-F-F-A-N-Y-T-U-N-E.
uh, up at gmail.com, tiffanytuneup at gmail.com, and tiffanytuneup on Instagram. And give me y'all thoughts, y'all opinions, y'all, and I'll talk to y'all next week.